This is a day the Lord has made, and shall we gather at the river?
Did you guys see the salmon in that one little cut? You did? There are lots of them. Would you pray with me? You don't have to be standing and you don't have to be seated. (laughs) Whatever works best for you. (laughs) Good Sunday morning, church. Baby Paisley's in God's house this morning. Would you mind standing up and showing that precious child of the Most High God to this congregation? I was doing pretty good until she came in here this morning. And then my heart melted because she's so, so precious. And then Ola gave me my friend's obituary. So we're going to have a uh, great time to praise the Lord this morning. There are peaches by the door. Uh, Help yourself to take some peaches with you. Uh, They came from Retired Superintendent Marv McCallum's Orchard. Uh, He called yesterday and he asked this question. He said, what do you do when you're abundantly blessed? And my response was, well, you, you share your blessing. And he said, would you come over to the orchard and get some peaches and you share them how you see fit? Uh, So we brought some here. Uh, We're freezing some, so when soup supper starts again, we're gonna Karen's gonna make some jelly, and we're gonna have some peach desserts. We are our brother's keeper, and we're to share the abundance. Let's pray. And as we're in prayer, Amanda, he did ask about uh, you and baby Grady. He said, I hope I see her this week. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your abundant blessings upon us. We thank you for the gift of new life. We thank you for lifelong friends. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would revive us today, that you'd fill us until we're overflowing with your likeness. Father, we need you more in this world than we ever have. Let it start with me. We thank you, Father. Amen. Cindy, will there be announcements up there? Yes, I can read that from the back. Covenant Group, Tuesday, September 3rd at 10 o'clock. United Methodist Men's Breakfast at the Horseshoe, Saturday, September 5th at 8.30. Bible study Tuesday morning. At what time, Phyllis? 
7.30 at Phyllis Liebler and John's house. That wasn't on the board and I could still read that. <laughs> Any other announcements from you folks this morning? Then who has young disciples? Okay, what I have for us this morning, if we look at this bag that I brought, it's, it's filled with different types of chocolates. Oh yeah, I knew what Pastor was going to do. <laughs> it's filled with chocolates. It's much like life. We never know what we're going to face. So if we were to reach our hand in this bag, we're not sure which one we're going to pull out. So... Really, life is truly like a box of chocolates. Sometimes we're dealt with good things. Sometimes we're dealt with tragic things. And sometimes we're blessed with two beautiful little people in our congregation at the same time. I don't know how much better than that it can get. So when you're struggling, I have a couple of verses, a couple of verses here. You are not alone, from the book of Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter, 8 verse. In this time where so many are feeling alone and isolated, remind yourself that the Lord is always at your side. Not only is he always with you, but he is always attentive to our prayers. Rest in the comfort of his presence. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, even if she only sleeps 10 hours at night. <laughs> and the second, second Bible verse I'm going to share is from the book of Philippians, uh, chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. He gives peace that passes understanding. The peace he gives his children is beyond reason. The world around us cannot fathom how we can have this peace despite our circumstances. Not only that, but the very peace protects our hearts and our minds. So, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And looking at these two beautiful blessings, I would say God blessed us with some very good, good peace of mind with these two healthy babies up here. Let us pray. Our kind Heavenly Father, we never know what lies ahead of us, but we know that you know, and you will guide and direct us and take us by the hand and lead us through good times and bad times, and we will persevere to be better people. 
In your name we pray. Amen. I have quite a special joy this morning. My my daughter from Hawaii is here visiting this morning, and it's such a blessing to have her here for a couple of weeks. Her name is Heather, and uh, you want to stand up, Heather, and let everybody see who you are. Uh, so I have quite a few concerns of uh, the McCann family. Uh, my ex-brother-in-law, Glenn, was in intensive care and then on life support and then they decided that he needed to go home and so he went home on Friday to be with Jesus and so uh, the McKenna family, his name is Glenn, my niece uh, Susan would be her dad so just remember them in prayer. Thank you. I'd like to lift up Bob and B.J. Gearman to you. Uh, Bob is in hospice in Marlette, and uh, he's not doing well. I'd like prayers for our neighbor across the road from us, the Miller family. Mr. Miller passed away Friday very unexpectedly, and uh, we just like prayers for them. Thank you. Yes, as I said last week, um, I'd like you to still keep Joe Cooper, Joe <laughs> Cooper, in your prayers. Uh, he, like, is sleeping 19 hours a day, very restless. But please keep uh, his wife in your prayers because it's hard for her too. Thank you. Stick the microphone in front of Rob Rugenstein. I think he has I something to say. <laughs> a happy note for um, Bonnie and Lonnie uh, Hayes, 50th wedding anniversary. They're uh, celebrating. <laughs> that 
and, <laughs> and my concern is for the Afghan situation. Yeah. I ain't got no. You guys. No. Uh, your wife's here. Yeah. You know, I don't see real well, but that's not the same woman you had your arm around last Sunday in church. <laughs> what can I say, No, if you get prayers for Cindy, she has to go back to the doctor on Wednesday because for whatever reason, these surgeries, are, her left arm is not responding at all. And uh, I got a brother-in-law, some of you know him, Lee Smith. He had a stroke two years ago, and I think he's just given up on living. I know Ed, you know, we've talked about it. Uh, and for the families of the 13 Marines in Afghanistan. Share joy. No more needs to be said. <laughs> the feeling is mutual, brother. <laughs> oh, please. When you, when you brought all those rocks over, I didn't know you were bringing all those crickets with them. Bless your heart. Let's talk to the Father. Lord, I had visions of Grady and Paisley going to the prom together. Lord, have mercy. We lift up those fallen Marines. And Father, let, let us not focus on the negativity of what we think should have been or what shouldn't have been or how it should have gone. Let us thank those Marines for the ultimate sacrifice. I'm afraid there's been others that haven't made the news from all of the armed forces. But we have the freedom to assemble here this day for those who have laid their life down defending this nation. And sometimes it's hard to understand why we're defending this nation from afar. But they volunteered. They stand in the gap. We still are the greatest nation on the planet, even with our troubles. I lift up the Souter family as they prepare to lay Louis to rest.
Lift up the Willer family. As we lay march to rest this evening, there are unspoken requests. Lift up Glenn's family as he's gone on to perfection. And Bob, who's in hospice care. And the Miller family who grieves over the loss of a loved one. We lift up Joe. We lift up Lee. We lift up Cindy. And there are others that we're not even aware of. We lift up Ed. Lord, thank you for the signs and the wonders that you allow us to experience. Thank you for those people you bring into our life. And they plant seeds along the way. Lord, I'm sure I'm missing some. We lift up our educators and the school bus drivers and the crossing guards and the janitors, the administration and all the teachers and all the kids. The little kids, the big kids and the adult kids. We pray for this nation. Lord, I remember the words of Rodney King after they beat him almost to death. Why can't we all just get along? Father, if there's sin in our life that we confess it before you, Thank you for your love. Hear us as we pray, Father. As we pray, our Father. the ushers would gather.
When you, when you come back, would you put it on the altar, please? Up here. Hey, where'd they go? Oh, you guys are back there. portion back and set it on your altar to bring and gifts and offerings. Father, we ask that you would touch it and multiply it as you allow us to continue to be your church. You've called us to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of this world. And we can do that one life at a time. Thank you, Father. Amen. Do you have any children to go to junior church with? No? Well, great. Bonnie, what's your niece's name? This painting? Rachel? Rachel? Would you apologize to her for me? Uh, I came into church the other day, and everything is really bright in my world right now because I have one good eye, and I can see everything really bright. My old good eye is now my bad eye, so uh, my eye situation is still pretty bad. Uh, I, heard so, I was in the office and I heard something downstairs, and I think it was like 93 degrees that day, and uh, I have these on, I'm just a grub, and I go downstairs and I say, hey D, how you doing? I, I thought it was D. To me they looked alike until... I took my eyes, these off, and 
then I felt that wasn't D. Offer an apology for me, please. It's okay. Remember when the baby was still in your womb and I said you were going to have a brat just like you? I really didn't mean it. I will build my church. Matthew 16, 3 through 18. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. The word of God for the people of God. I had anticipated uh, after getting my eye fixed that I would be able to uh, see real well. Far away I can, but I'll still have to do this until the next eye is fixed. But that's okay. I want to tell you something that uh, I hope gives you hope. Tuesday, or Wednesday, excuse me, Wednesday is September 1st. Uh, it's the day we leave for vacation. Something that we planned from last year. But before we go on Wednesday, I'm doing a funeral for our, um, my, my longest living friend. I met Louis Souter at the Lexington Harbor. Uh, we were debating if it was 38 or 39 years ago. And we have remained lifelong friends. As I shared last Sunday, we used to do a lot of drinking together. Uh, and then I had an encounter with Jesus Christ and my whole life changed. Uh, my one friend from all those years ago remained my lifelong friend. I had shared a couple of Sundays ago when uh, I found out that he was in a care facility. Uh, it was my plan to go see him, but they would not allow anybody into the building. I didn't go that day. Uh, then he had a heart attack while he was in the facility. And then he went to the hospital.
And when he left the hospital, he went to a, a different care facility. I was able to go see him. He was not coherent. Uh, he was under hospice care and he was uh, existing in a bed. I pulled up a chair next to him and I spent some time with him. I prayed with him. I talked with him. And I asked God if I could be the intercessory prayer man for him. And I offered him Jesus Christ. I offered him the opportunity to confess Jesus as a savior. I sat down, I cried with him. I kissed him on the forehead and I left, knowing that I would not see him on this earth again. I don't know if it was an hour after I left when Christ called him home. Later on that afternoon, I called his wife and I talked with Karen. And she said to me, we know Louis knew you were there. Because in the afternoon, before he passed, when all of his family was there, he, he was sort of responding to them. And then he'd go out, he'd come back, he'd go out. And she said, well, you know you had a visitor today, right? And he squeezed her hand. She said, do you know who it was? And he squeezed her hand. And I believe he saw Jesus face to face. He may not have attended church, but he was about love. He loved everybody and he helped everybody whenever he could. My only disagreement with him is that he was a Michigan fan and I'm not. I'm a Buckeye fan. <laughs> but I, yes, it does. But I became a Buckeye fan because I met this group of people in the American Legion that were so intense on their sports. They were either Spartans or Wolverines. And I wanted to stir it a little bit. <laughs> so I became a Buckeye fan. Why am I telling you all this? Because while we have breath, our life can change for eternity. We can accept Christ. And then this precious gift over here in, in, in Grady. I don't know if you've noticed since Clarence is gone that our amen section is over here. And, and they just sound a little different in their amens. So I believe Paisley knew me before she walked in here this morning because while she was in her mother's room, while God was knitting her in her mother's womb, 
I believe she could sense this. I believe that with my whole being. It's entitled, I will build my church. When the superintendent called yesterday, he said, I I woke up with a vision. And my vision was, these fruit trees are, some of the limbs are breaking off of the tree because there's an abundance of fruit. And he asked God, what would you have me do? Well, we we share this. We share this abundance. And he said to us, God told me where to start. He said, that's why I called Pat Robbins. And I'm humbled. Of all the clergy that he could have called, that he called me. We had staff parish meeting the other night with our superintendent. I want to thank Kevin Miller and those uh, who participated in, we had Zoom in here, and there were a few of them at home via Zoom, all linked together, all being the business of the church. And I was, again, humbled. I'm humbled with your love, your outpouring of love, the support that you've given us in the time that we've been here. And and I had shared with the superintendent, it's been a tough season. There were several from our church family that God called on to perfection. There were several from our personal lives that God called on to perfection. With my struggle with my hearing and my eyesight, I was defeated at times. But it was the body of believers that picked us up and helped us along the journey. And that's how I see Jesus Christ in his church. Upon This rock, who is Christ Jesus, we can get through all this craziness of the world. I I look at Cindy, and I don't understand why her journey has been the way that it is. And, And others who have had tremendous health struggles. This world is temporary, church. We're here for a while. Scripture says 70 or 80 years if you have the strength. Yet, not everybody goes that long. Our relationship with Christ Jesus is the most important thing that we need to worry about. If you don't know him today as your Lord and your Savior, don't leave. Don't leave. We pray. And we accept Christ. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to have troubles. It doesn't mean we're not going to have issues. It doesn't mean we're not going to get mad. It doesn't mean that everything's always going to be perfect. It means that when we need someone to throw us a life preserver, Christ Jesus walks on water and he comes over to us. And he extends his hand to us and he lifts us up. And he allows us to experience 
this unconditional love that in our humanness, sometimes we have a hard time understanding. The responsibility of all of us who is sitting in this place today and those who are hearing us on all this technology, none of that matters if you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We have today. You know, when I think of years ago, y'all wouldn't have liked me. You wouldn't have, because I was a jerk. I was an idiot. I didn't care about you. I didn't care about nothing other than me. And then I had this encounter with Christ. And everything changed. And the best is yet to come. I struggle with a lot of issues. I've had 10 heart surgeries, three tumor surgeries. I've had my face broke. I've had knee surgery. None of that matters because one day there's no more suffering. There's no more misery. There's no more cancer. There's no more pain. There's no more hatred. There's no more division. But while he tarries, we're still the church. And we have to do our part. Everyone from the youngest to Who's the oldest? <laughs> I wasn't looking at you, Judy. <laughs> or Judy. <laughs> I just wanted to see Ken's reaction. You, you didn't come here this morning by accident. I believe that it was ordained that you would be here this morning. I didn't know Paisley was coming. I know mom is a little bit worried that she might get in here and make some noise. Uh, I, I watch Amanda sometimes when uh, the amen section just really gets a going. But we need that. We need to hear those babies. They say it's the future of the church. You know what the hard part is for some of us? When they start squeaking. My God, can't you do something with that child to shut that child up? I hope I never get that ornery. Our little dog is like three pounds. Mosephus is the dog's name. But Mosephus is like seven or eight years old now. And he's picked up a nickname, George. We call him George at night. Because it's like he gets sundown syndrome and all of a sudden he gets really cranky at night. George was Karen's grandfather. <laughs> George used to get really cranky. But he had a very loving heart during the day. If he liked you. If he liked you. But if he didn't, I'm glad he liked me. I think he did. He took me out in his 40-foot boat one time and forgot to put the plug in it, so we were sinking as we were coming back, but I'm assuming he liked me. You're not here by accident this morning. God knew each and every one of you would be here this day. He's got a plan for your life, every one of you. Well, I'm a little bit older than I used to be. I can't do the things I used to be able to do. Amen to that. We can't. But we can still pray.
I'm humbled by it every time it takes place. Sunday morning, go downstairs, sit in a chair. Sunday school gathers around me, lay hands on me and prays for me. I'm humbled by that. It's taken a long time to find a place where they're willing and wanting to do that for their pastor. And that is one of the greatest gifts I've ever experienced in my ministry. This is his church. It's not mine. It's not yours. We're all part of it. But our, our focus needs to be on what would Christ have us do? What would Christ have us do in our community? What would Christ have us do in our activities? What would Christ have you do? This is his church. Who's in charge of this place? Anyways, any of you? It's not me. Board chairman sitting over here, staff pair sitting over there, United Methodist women sitting over here, trustee man's back there somewhere, church custodial engineers here. These two ladies have powerful roles in this church. Linda runs Nurture Outreach. Mary Lou runs the office. Mary Lou runs the preacher too, by the way, if you haven't realized that. She keeps me in line here, when she tries to anyways. It's about all of us. It's about bringing glory and honor to Jesus Christ through this church, beyond the, the walls into this community and beyond, that they know we're a Christian by our love. You might not have heard me a couple weeks ago and I asked you to bring your Bibles to church. You might not have. And that's okay. You have them at home, right? I, le I learned something not long ago. It's never been my habit to just show up at Elizabeth's house. I'm not just going to drive over to Elizabeth's house and knock on her door. But I might start, I might start doing that. It's a Jehovah Witness run. <laughs> Don't open up the door, hide. Or you might be like the fellow that when we went up north and visited an old parishioner in the nursing home and she's in her 80s and her boyfriend was hiding in her bedroom and we heard this, but I don't want to go out and meet the pastor. I don't want to go meet the pastor. I just want to see how dusty they are. We have to get into this every day. Even if it's just for two or three minutes. I encourage you. The book of instructions. Every, a new mother is in here how to raise your kids. How to treat your wife. How to honor your husband. How to be a good citizen in the community. Where do you go when you need help? How healing takes place. It's all right in here.
We all have the, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, we have the ability and the power. And if we believe it, to lay hands on somebody and in the name of Jesus Christ, pray over them and healing can take place. But you know, we struggle. We, we want to believe, but we don't. We want to believe, but we need evidence. I, I see evidence all the time. There's a house outside of town on the north side. Well, better yet, I'm, I'm sitting in our living room looking out the window at the young Muxlow family's house and I asked Karen, when did that fruit show up on that tree? What kind of tree is it? It's mountain ash. has these little orange... They, they look like uh, jelly beans, but they're orange. I never saw them before. They've been there forever. He gave me clear vision. I'm being able to see things that I haven't seen in a long, long time. And I was terrified. I'm still terrified. Four times in the morning, four times at night, she's putting eye drops in my eye. Let me stick my finger in your eye. <laughs> right? Had my eye fixed, I had to go back the next day because I had this crazy pressure going on in my head. And my eye hurt. It was swelled up a little bit. She put some drops in there to freeze it. And some of you have gone through this. Put these drops in here to freeze it. And said, don't move. And I see this needle coming at my eye. She said, there's a, a trap door in there. There is. And that needle went into my eye. And all that pressure went away. Instantly. And I said, thank you, Lord. I believe God's going to heal you. That's what I believe. I don't know why you're going through the situation you are, but I believe, and I have enough faith to believe that God is going to heal you and he's going to restore you to full health. And that's been my prayer for you. My prayer for you is that God meets you at your point of need and heals you. I've been praying for you as you get ready for your mission trip. You, you have more courage than I do. If I can't drive, I'm not going. So I'm excited for you, but you've been in my prayers. We need to be people of prayer. We need to be people of strong faith. We need to stand our ground in this crazy world that we live in, and we need to claim Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Jay, the best advice I can give you as a new mama is daily pray for your baby. Start praying now for who her husband will be. You hear me? Miss Burgess, you start praying for who his wife will be. 
because we need to pray these things. We need to pray for each other. We need to pray for our children and our grandchildren. We prayed for who was going to marry our daughter. Lord, bring the right one into her life. It wasn't the Lutheran pastor's son. The day he dropped our daughter off and he threw gravel in the driveway, I was just waiting for him to come back. And then the other boy, well, he just didn't want to help move rocks because he had just taken a shower. And we prayed Rodney Thomas into our family. You know about this, Dad? I used to tell my daughter, Katie, you need new brakes on your car. Yes, Daddy. Katie, you need new brakes on your car. Yes, Daddy. Katie, you need new brakes on your car. Yes, Daddy. Then one day she says to me, Daddy, Rodney says I need, I need new brakes on my car. but I trust my son-in-law with my daughter's life. It's a responsibility of all of us to be our brother and sister's keeper, to be the best reflection of Jesus Christ we can be. The church is built on the blood of Christ. Just one drop. All I need is one drop of his blood. I had this tumor up in here. And I'd be standing here in the pulpit preaching. And it started with one drop. One drop of blood. And then it would just be a floodgate. I measured it one day and there was a cup, of half, a cup and a half of blood and it went on for eight months. Took three surgeries to fix it. And I always remember this man named Ray Lapine. He was a trustee in the church. And one day it dripped and I made a mad dash to the restroom. The restroom was too small for me, so I made a mad dash for the kitchen. I knew if I got to the kitchen, every United Methodist women's group, make sure that there's a 55-gallon drum in the kitchen for your wastebasket. I knew that was there. I knew if I could get there, I'd be okay. And I, I hugged it for about an hour and a half. But every drop of blood along the way, Ray Lapine cleaned up. Unconditional. All we need is one drop of Christ, the size of a mustard seed that's smaller than the pen top, and the faith to believe, the faith to believe. How strong is your faith this morning? From the scripture this morning, Jesus asked, who do you say I am? For me, He's my Lord and my Savior. With him and through him, I can do all things because he gives me strength. 
I've learned that when I'm weak, he becomes stronger for me. When I'm frustrated, he helps me along the way. When I get angry, any of you get angry? Come on, raise your hands. Who gets angry? <laughs> yeah. You know what he does? Peace. Be still. Somebody's phone's ringing. Oh, that's the office phone? It's probably that one lady who calls us all the time who we can't understand. Usually, on this Sunday, vacation fell on September 1st on a Sunday one time. They say it was the shortest sermon they ever heard. But it's not that way this time. Titus 2 and 13, this blessed hope we have is his truth. He doesn't lie. He doesn't change. Even though the world's trying to change the church, and even though they say the church is not as strong as it once was, God's word hasn't changed. My faith doesn't waver. My prayer is that your faith doesn't waver. My prayer is that you accept everybody just how they are. We look different. We act different. But we're all children of the Most High God. You know, I, I pray that I'm going to be alive when uh, these two babies are in their teenage years. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Because I love Grady and I love Paisley. I love Jesus Christ. Upon this rock I will build my church. Our closing hymn is to God be the glory.
I, I probably should have shared this during the announcement time, uh, but in, in October, uh, we have invited our superintendent to come to the church to have a question and answer time uh, because of uh, the great issues in the United Methodist Church right now and all the possibilities that are available. I don't have all the answers uh, on what direction uh, this church should go. Uh, in our staff parish and in our ad board, we have looked at uh, disaffiliation, which means that you would no longer be a United Methodist Church, uh, or joining the new global United Methodist Church. There's so many options and things available out there that uh, I thought that the best way to do that is to invite him here. I, I do have to say this to the body of believers that uh, uh, I, cannot do same-sex marriages. That's not in me to do that. Uh, in some of these plans, that is what they're gonna require you to do. Uh, I cannot do that. Uh, I, when I read God's word, uh, I'm a sinner. I'll be the first to admit that. Uh, but there's some things that are real clear that I, I cannot do. Uh, I love everybody. If you choose to be gay or lesbian, that's your business. I'm not going to hate you. I'm going to love you because that's what Christ requires of me. And I will do that to the best of my ability. But I cannot be one who does that. Uh, so just a lot of questions that we need answering. We are having uh, the church fish fry picnic on what day, Mary Lou? The 17th of October. No? Well, it's in October. It will be at the church house, at your parsonage house. Uh, but I, I want to throw this out there, too, that uh, we are inviting the complete staff from the Horseshoe Restaurant uh, to participate if they choose to. They have been a big part of our life for the last two years. They have served us hundreds of meals <laughs> the 10th of October. And the same thing for the staff at the Harrington Inn, uh, because they just become a part of our, our life. And the church is everybody out there, not just those who gather here on Sunday morning. If there's an emergency that arises while we're gone, if you'd contact Mary Lou, uh, she'll be the go-between between, between the emergency and uh, Reverend McCummins, who's going to fill in. Uh, an emergency is uh, if you're near death. Uh, an emergency is not, well, I got a hangnail and I need to talk to the preacher. <laughs> Just some clarification there. Uh, we thank you for the opportunity to go on our month-long vacation to be revived. Uh, I can't speak for Karen, but I'll speak for me. I need this time so bad. I just want to sit in the river up to here and let that cold water consume me and take my body pain away. And then I also want to catch a lot of fish to have a, get, a great fish fry. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the times we disagree on things. Let's pray. Father, thank you for
bringing Paisley into your house this morning. Thank you that Grady has taken over the amen section for Clarence. Thank you for each one gathered here this day. There are unspoken requests on our hearts this morning that only you are aware of. But you are the great I am. This is your church. Upon this church we will build the rock. And the gates of hell will not be able to prevail. God bless you, church. And may God continue to bless America. Amen.